to Prime Venture Partner Podcast where we bring you impactful moments from the lives of entrepreneurs, new CXOs and investors who are playing a key role in building digital India. Hi, this is Sanjay Swami, Managing Partner at Prime Venture Partners. Welcome to the podcast series by Prime. Prime is an early stage VC fund investing in technology and product focused businesses. Today we have with me Anshul Rai, co-founder and CEO of Happy. It's a company we've worked with from the very very early days. Anshul, welcome to the show. Thank you Sanjay. Thank you. So let's start with your name Anshul. In a era where the last name Bansal has been one of the most hot names in the startup ecosystem, how come you go by Anshul Rai? Yeah, I think I guess in India whatever you put it on your 10th class certificate is becomes your name, right? Irrespective of what your name is. I guess in my case my 10th class teacher was apparently filling our the application form for the board exams she realized probably the name is too big anshul rai bansal she just decided to drop the last name bansal and from that moment onwards i was anshul rai <laughs> moral of the story in india is you know it doesn't matter what's on your birth certificate what matters it's on your 10 standard certificate anshul you know we've been working together for a long time it's really been awesome to see how the company from two people you know literally two founders when we first spoke has evolved to now probably 300 plus employees it's been a wonderful journey very few people know actually that the first time i spoke to anshul i was in las vegas for the money 2020 conference and of course people question me when i say yeah, what were you doing in vegas but we had a skype call and i actually fell asleep on the call i only told this to anshul about 3 years later and then he said so what do you think and i kind of woke up and i said sounds interesting let's meet when i'm back in india and who knows maybe if i was awake maybe that day we may or may not have had a who knows what would have happened but anyway it's awesome to be here so happy when we met was a b2c company uh, you had probably 50000 users on the product and very quickly uh, you know after uh, we started working together at some point you decided and came and told us that we should pivot and we should now be a b2b actually before i get into that why don't you tell us a little bit about what happy is today and then we'll trace the journey back sure so happy is where today we help businesses manage 100% of their business spends through one single platform whether it is their employees tni expenses their operational expenses or their large ticket size b2b transactions so literally from planning of an expense all the way to accounting we automate the whole process for them and one single platform to manage every single rupee that is going out of their bank account other than the treasury functions our focus is india mid market and large enterprise so we have customers like pwc imami group vigard symphony coolers oxford university press like these are india mid market large enterprise customers who are as clients So you started off really with the smaller businesses in India and then moved to the mid market and then to the larger customers but actually well most people recognize happy as being a business expense management solution uh, platform you started off on the consumer side yes. right and then made the the change what made you do that and b2c was seen as the most hot and you know exciting thing to do yeah i guess look b2c is still hot <laughs> so sanjay when we were doing b2c what happened was that we scaled that product to almost 200000 users without spending a single dollar on marketing and i think the funny story is that we were two co-founders and we used to have 60 interns at that time the way we scaled the business and the focus was on peer to peer transaction space target segment was college students and young professionals and that's why these college ambassadors these 60 interns that we used to have for some reason made sense at that time what we realized is at that time was if you look at the consumer payment space as such right there's a lot of innovation has happened in last 
I would say 20, 30 years, right? If you look at the B2B, the way ecosystem has evolved, where the way businesses were managing their spends almost 20, 30 years back hasn't evolved much, right? So we realized there's a bigger opportunity in a B2B space. And that's when we pivoted from our B2C platform or what we were doing at that time to what we are doing now. To what you are saying, obviously on day zero, you cannot build a large enterprise product. So when we pivoted from B2C to B2B, the initial target segment was SME. And um, over time, we realized that our product probably adds a lot more value to a more mid-market customer, a large enterprise customer than really a SME customer. And that's when we kept moving more up the ladder and uh, we still keep trying to do so, uh, trying to focus on larger enterprises. Now, coming from a B2C DNA, right? Most B2B products typically have a very... I would say, if I may dare say, a boring sort of user experience and, and you know, just the design seems quite uh, different historically. But coming from a B2C, what were some of the things that worked well that helped you look at B2B with a more uh, different point of view or a refreshing point of view? And what were some of the challenges of that change? I think one biggest learning from B2C is that B2C companies study their customer segment really well, saying what is really the pain point, how should I solve it, right? And some of the B2B companies I've seen is people build the product and then they think that there's a problem and then they try to push that product to a larger base. I think the way we also as evolved as a company is we had some hypothesis, we built something based on that hypothesis. We went to the customers, we see that what their reaction is, how are they responding to our product, right? And then built more and then scaled more on that instead of, you know, building a humongous product and then just pushing that to a larger base, right? I think that probably comes more from a B2C DNA where saying, is the adoption coming? Are people actually really using the product? How you look at cohorts, if I look at our cohorts today, how people are using the product, we really study some of those things just like a consumer company. Couple of challenges from a B2C to B2B is really from a team perspective. The team that caters to B2C and the team can, that can handle and that can scale a B2B business is very, very different. Very different, right? So if you look at our background, uh, both me and Varun, we haven't scaled B2B businesses ever, right? And we had no background doing enterprise sales, account management, how to navigate internally, literally to sell within an account, how to do account-based marketing, how to build some of these things like a platform and then scale. These are some of the learnings that we have had. Fortunately, we have an amazing team. There are a lot of people who have helped us on our way. Some of the people who have spent all their life in scaling enterprise businesses have really joined us and uh, are really helping us in our journey. That's really a big difference that I see between a B2C and B2B is that the employee DNA is very different. The company DNA is very different things that you need to scale the businesses are very very different so one small anecdote of our time together uh, very early days we looked at in what would it take to issue a card on happy and i had taken anshul with me to meet uh, a very large bank and they pretty much ended the meeting in the reception lobby because they told me he's so young right and and he must have been 24 or 25 at the time when, <laughs> when we think but of course the things have evolved a lot now in india is even for the youngsters and you know uh, we're seeing much younger and younger founders but it's something which traditionally in banking at least it, you you know tech founders that worked with banks were you know much more uh, spend a lot more time in the industry coming back to expense management it's uh, you know most people are used to you know drudgery of having to file expense reports and happy has tried to change some of that by almost eliminating the 
the concept or certainly making the expense reports a lot easier to do, a lot more interactive and so on. How big is this market in India and, you know, where, what's the state of the art in the rest of the world? The way we look at expense management or spend management per se as a vertical is we strongly believe that the most of the industry, the way it has been running is all post-transaction processing, which means that after the transaction has happened, they try to see whether if the policies are violated or the budgets are violated and then some kind of processing that they do to take care of that. The, most of the CFOs keep provisioning quarter on quarter. None of them have really have a real-time visibility of what's happening because in most of the cases, either the budgets are being violated quarter on quarter, right? So the way we look at the industries, we think that all this should be eliminated, right? So... The budget should be verified even before the transaction happens. Why do you really need an expense report? In fact, the first product that we launched, it had no expense reports. He said, I am giving you a plastic, I am giving you a card, a payment instrument, which can enforce your budgets. Why do you really need to create an expense report? What we realized is that it's a transition, right? It's a journey that you have to really walk with your customers. On day zero, you cannot suddenly bring such a huge customer behavior change. And there are many such examples where we have been able to eliminate expense reports, but you have to start with them, right? You have to start where they stand today and take them with you through this journey. From a vertical perspective, we think that not just in India, I think that's the state globally. The only difference is that it is little automated in other countries or more developed countries than India. In India, it is still a lot of it is still on Excel sheets and manual paper-based processes. From industry-wise in India, everything is changing very rapidly. Four years back, the company auditor would not accept digital receipts. Today, most of the auditors would accept digital receipts. A lot of corporates and CFOs would say that we do not want to put any systems, let the employees spend their Saturdays and Sundays to file these reports, right? So that has again changed. I think that suddenly people realize what should be done to make sure to bring the employee efficiency. The third most important thing is, which I strongly believe that India never had any concept of employee experience. No one cares. How are you treating your employee? And it's not just about the salaries and the perks, right? It's about what systems you put in place, what products you put in place to make your employee's life better. So there's no such concept as such or, or never used to be at least. But now we are seeing that with the new generation coming in into the finance departments, into this new generation CFOs and CIOs who actually want to automate everything, bring this new kind of change where they actually really care about their employees and is happening very, very rapidly in India. So we see this market is growing very, very well for us. Terrific. So switching from expense management, you recently launched the invoice payments piece as well, right? Tell us about that, how that's going and what you see as the uh, synergies between that and expense management. So I think from the beginning itself, right, our product vision was always that we wanted to build a platform from where the CF or the finance team can manage 100% of business spends. And yes, we started with employee expense management, but vendor was a very obvious evolution of the product. Second thing is... Um, Imagine if you define a budget, if I define a budget, say my marketing team cannot spend more than three crores in a quarter, hypothetically. Now, in that case, the marketing team will actually consume that budget through their hotel bookings, through their flight bookings, through their food expenses, but they'll also utilize the same budget to pay to their event manager as well. And that payment would ideally be done through an invoice. So... When you're helping the corporates to manage their budgets very efficiently, you have to make sure that you are covering each and every transaction type, which potentially can be part of that budget. When we started with expense management, that we have to bring our invoice solution. We're officially launching it now, but there are many large corporates who are 
already actively using the product. So the idea here is that, look, it's a business expense. It might be done on the card. It might be done through an invoice, but it's really coming out of the same budget. And a CFO should have a single dashboard to view all of these things. Fabulous. What's next for Happy? What do the next two years hold? So I think two things. One is obviously look at our portfolio today. Uh, We are growing very, very strong from India market perspective, but we still do not have much of a global MNC per se as a customer. If you look at India, India mid-market large enterprise, you know, we are very, very strong. Two areas of focus for us this now is one is growing that base, pretty much covering every industry vertical in India, making sure that any large corporate who's today thinking about any automation in the spend management space must be thinking about happy. Second is going international. So I think it is important, especially when we focus on a mid-market and a large enterprise space and when they have people traveling all over the world and then they have multi-country presence, uh, multiple offices in different countries with employees, in those, with employees countries. in those countries. How do you give them a single platform, a unified platform from one central space or from wherever their headquarters are? They can very efficiently manage all these countries' spends, right? So taking this product to global markets and expanding our India base, this is really our two focus areas for the next two years. One last question. What would Anshul Rai of 2019 tell the Anshul Rai of five years ago or six years ago when you started the company? I think experiment more. Uh, Sometimes I feel, right, we probably could have experimented with new stuff more and more. We want to be more agile, right? Sometimes what happens is when you're catering to your current customer base, sometimes you need to take a step back and really look at a bigger picture saying, what should we be doing, right? So I would say experiment more, experiment faster is a learning that probably has come now with after last four or five years. Anshul, thanks a lot for being on the show. Congratulations on building Happy into such an amazing company and all the best for the coming years. Thank you, Sanjay. so much for listening to this episode of Prime Venture Partners Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this show so that you can stay updated with great conversations like these. You can share your feedback at our Twitter handle at the rate PrimeVP underscore in or leave your review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show from. 